Welcome to Simply Financial with your financial coach, Kevin Ray. In today's investing environment, there's a lot of clutter. If you're tired of the talking heads and financial noise, this is the show for you. Today, we'll help you find simple solutions to financial challenges. We'll show you how to achieve your financial goals and get answers to your toughest questions. Simply Financial with Kevin Ray starts now. Hey, welcome to another edition of Simply Financial. We've got a great show on the way for you today. We're going to be talking about Johnny Carson. Take a little trip down memory lane with Kevin Ray on today's show. And what can Johnny teach us about financial and retirement planning? Yes, we've had the opinions of Albert Einstein on this show, Kevin. Mark Twain. We've drawn financial wisdom from John Wayne on this show, even. And now... The great Johnny Carson gets to impart his financial wisdom. This should be fun. What do you think? I love Johnny Carson. Just a matter of fact, when I was down in North Carolina, you know, we had, uh, what is it, Ruco? I think. Ruco? Yeah. I don't know what Ruco is. Ruco is like an Amazon Fire Stick. Oh, you know, oh you, Roku, you, Roku. 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 Yeah, yeah, Roku. See, that's how I'm you, you touch mixed, I am. You mixed your vowels up. Yeah, go ahead. And then, and then <laughs> <laughs> well, that's not uncommon for me. <laughs> that's all right. But what every when when I came back to the house every night, I watched you know reruns of Johnny Carson. I loved that guy. It was nice, fun. good, yeah. clean fun. You know, so I, I I didn't grow up with Johnny Carson, obviously, given I'm a little too young for the live days of Johnny Carson. But my grandparents gave me one year for, I don't know, birthday or Christmas, um, a, a complete like VHS box set of like all of Johnny Carson's greatest hits. And so I got to like then watch a lot of them. And my favorite was the animals. I th- he was just so good oh, at yes, interacting yes. with animals. He had a real special knack for that. And we just, we must've watched that specific tape dozens of times. It was just could never get enough of the his facial expressions and just the way that he he just always seemed to be able to get those animals to do something funny you know and that was just a special skill i thought that he had yeah i miss those late night show hosts you know the new host i don't watch anymore because yeah. it's too political for me and i don't tune in to get political i tune in to be entertained so yeah yeah it's just that the jokes maybe aren't as funny and it was just better when everything seemed original i guess back back in those days but yeah yeah in any event, Johnny Carson was a very colorful person, as anybody who's kind of followed his life and career knows. And uh, he had a lot of great quotes over the years as well. So we've uh, cherry-picked a couple of his most famous quotes, and we're going to draw financial wisdom from them on today's show. So. Oh. Should be a lot of fun to get into that. And then we're also going to play a little fact or fiction later on in today's show as well. If you've got any questions for Kevin as we go through the program today about retirement planning, financial stuff, or about fishing, hunting, or anything else, uh, give him a call. 888-885-PLAN is the number. That's 888-885-7526. Kevin's got about three decades of experience helping people plan for retirement and is based right in Pinconning. All right, let's get to our first question or our first uh, quote from Johnny Carson here. Uh, Johnny once said, and this one's a pretty good good one to start it off with a bang here, Kevin. I know a man who gave up smoking, drinking, sex, and rich food. He was healthy right up until the day he killed himself. G- gave up all of the fun stuff in life, apparently. <laughs> Give up all the fun stuff, right? Yeah. 
So what, what, what do you think it relates to, Walter? I can tell you a story that comes to mind. Um, let me see what you say first, though. Mm, I don't know. I, I can almost see like somebody maybe just overstressing about the budget or afraid to spend any money in retirement that then they don't ever actually get to kind of enjoy one of the reasons they work so hard in their life for, to be able to like enjoy the money that they save for retirement. So maybe just getting too wrapped up in all the minutia and, and, and all the expenses and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, there was a, uh, I would probably say 10 years ago, we had a gentleman come into the office and he despised going to work so much that he just pulled the plug when he got 62 because he just he just didn't want to go there. So he said, I'm going to give up drinking. I remember him saying that. And I don't know if he ever did or not, but he's going to cut back on all of these expenses. And he retired. And guess what he saved for retirement, going into retirement, Walter? I, I'm going to guess a pretty significant amount of money. No, it was under twenty five thousand. Oh, oh, okay. And he lived on Social Security, and I don't know. If, I don't think that twenty five thousand is still that, here. That's why he was going to so drastically cut everything. Okay, that's why he's cutting because he despised going to work so much. But now, you know, I drive by his his house sometimes on my way home, and I never see him out. I, I still see he's got a garden, but he, I don't think he has much fun in retirement as he thought he was going to have. In fact, I know that he took a part time job someplace. Um, because he needed to meet ends meet. You know, if, you, if he would have come in my office before he retired, and now he'd come into the office after he, reti- after he retired and pulled the truck, I would have said, you can't do it. There's no way you're going to do it. You know, with inflation and all these things coming down the road. So if you're sitting in the seat saying, you know what, I think I don't want to work. I, and I get social, and I get age 62 and get social security. I can live on that. I can almost promise you you can't. Now, you might be able to do it for a year or two, but as time goes by and we're seeing inflation now, probably not a good thing. So rather than go down that road, why don't you get a plan? Why don't you put it in place and see just how realistic it is? Maybe you can, maybe you can't. Just like Walter said, maybe you saved some money that will get you, that will bridge you, you know, from Social Security to whatever your expenses are going to be. So don't do that. Don't give up all the fun things because retirement is supposed to be fun. Um, and most of the people that come to my office have a ball when they're retired. So go down that road instead of the other road. Yeah, let, yeah. Let retirement be a ball. I think that's a great, just like simple goal and way yes. to explain it. All right, uh, we got another Johnny Carson quote here. What financial wisdom lies within? Uh, people will pay more to be entertained than educated. Ain't that the truth? Boy, is that the truth or what? Right? Why is social media so big? It's entertaining. It's in, well, sometimes, right? sometimes, but, sometimes it's but, stressful, but yeah. yeah. But um, if you know, if we just look at that, why did Johnny have all the sponsors in the world? Because people are entertained, right? The sponsors are paying. You're you're watching the TV. All those things go hand in hand. But when it comes to you know education, I think education's key. Talking about retirement now, when you come into our office, that's what we're all about. Is we need to educate you. I don't want to entertain you so much. Entertaining's fun, but we got to have a, you know a, a basis to go into retirement. Go into the talking. Um, points of, of what you're trying to do in retirement, and it starts with education. You have to be educated. Now, Walter, a long time ago, I'll probably say well, 10, 15 years ago, we used to do college courses out at the local colleges here, and we would charge $29 for people to come, and it would be a three-day course typically, you know, to get you on the basics and get you going. Do you think that we sold those out? Probably not. We didn't. Yeah. You know, it's education. Maybe, That's not exciting. Yeah, it wasn't exciting. It's exactly right. And we'd get, you know, we tried Saturday mornings, thought, well, maybe people come because it's Saturday morning and they're off work. We tried Tuesday nights. We tried Wednesday afternoons. We tried them all. But, you know, we had some people come, maybe 10 to 15 to each, each one that we did. But overall, you know, there's hundreds of thousands of people in our area and we didn't draw that many. And it's just that. 
But I think if you're going to go into retirement, if you're close to retirement you're, and you're thinking about retirement, you need to get educated on how your income is going to be produced in, in retirement in good markets, bad markets, and sideways markets. Because once you stop working, your paycheck stops. So what's going to make up that paycheck is what you saved up to this point. Social Security, maybe pension, and then part of your, your savings and your 401ks. Get educated. How can I produce income? Because income is now going to be your number one priority because the paychecks aren't coming in. When you were working, you could go without putting money into your 401k or those types of things because you had a steady paycheck. Now your steady paycheck needs to come from whatever age you retire to whatever age you leave this earth. And those got to be consistent. So get educated, understand how investments can be turned into income to get you to and through retirement. So you can have that fun retirement that we just talked about. You don't want to be stressed out. You don't want to be in that in that seat where you got to count every dollar that's coming in. You want a plan put in place so you can see, you can take inflation and all those things that we talk about every week on the show. And you can see how how it's going to come about in your particular plan. And it starts with education, always does. If you want to get some of that education about the financial landscape and retirement from someone who is local, reach out to Kevin Ray, again, based in Pinconning, born and raised as well. You can reach him by going online to insightfolios.com. That's insightfolios.com, or again, by calling that number that we give out here on the show, 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-PLAN. We're going through some Johnny Carson quotes to see what financial wisdom we can draw from them. A little fun today. Uh, Johnny Carson also said, I work because I enjoy what I'm doing, and the fact that I make money at it is a fine and dandy side effect. Well, it's a nice attitude. I, I don't know if it's if it's that simple for everybody, right? Well, think about Johnny Carson for a minute, right? He worked to what? In his 70s? Pretty late, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then what? why did he stop working? You know, it, was, it wasn't a known fact at the time. I don't know if you he had health issues, right? Right. He had emphysema. Yeah. You know, he was a smoker all his life mm-hmm. and he had emphysema. So, you know, those things come into play. I have a couple of people, early 70s, one couple in their 80s that are still working because they enjoy it and their health continues to let them enjoy it. So if that's you and you're thinking, hey, you know what? I can work from here to the day I die. That's fine and dandy, but the key word is as long as you're healthy. Let's say that you have some kind of health issue that you can't go to work no more. You're disabled, those types of things. There's these unknown, unforeseeable events that's going to happen in every one of our futures that we can't predict, and you got to be prepared for them as best as possible. How do you be prepared? You start that planning process because maybe you can work into your 70s. I plan on working until at least 70, Walter, because I really love doing this. But if my health were to change, and you know, it's going to change things. Same way with everything else. My dad's going to be 82 years old. He just officially has been retired longer than he worked. Uh, Walter, we figured that out the other day. Is that right? Yes. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. He's had his new Blazer now for a year, and he's had to put new tires on it already because he turned 37,000 miles on it. Nice. So, you know, dad is the, you know, he could, and he does stuff each and every day that, you know, keeps busy. But for some of us, that's not going to be an option. So, you know, we have to sit down and we have to, you know, what if this happens? How do we plan for it? Those types of things. And that's what the planning process is all about. Very interesting. And that's a really good lesson to learn from Johnny Carson, not only his quote, but uh, just from what happened in his life and apply it yeah. to our own thinking. That's a great connection there, Kevin. One more quote. And we'll, uh, we'll, we'll wrap it up with this one, Kevin. His nice, short, sweet Johnny Carson quote was, I never analyze. I just go out and do it. That sounds like a fine financial strategy, doesn't it? 
It kind of does, doesn't it? <laughs> Maybe in some ways. What do you I think? think? I think Mark Twain once said, you know, just start. That's the that's mm. the hardest thing, right? Mark, it kind of reminds me of Mark It does Mark remind Twain me of that, yeah. yeah. But when you analyze, I'm the type of person. I'm, right now, I'm, I'm looking at tractors, Walter. Okay. Right now. Tractors, so I'm the yeah. type of person, you know, I think I'm just going to go out there and buy one. But when I go out there and I start looking, I'm like, well, what does this do? What's the capabilities of this? What, what, is my, what am I missing on this brand and the other brand? I would just up to Nagy's and Sterling. And, and he educated me a lot. I've been up to musicians and Stanish. They educated me a lot. So now I'm starting to analyze more. But I don't want to get to the point where I analyze it so much it keeps me from buying the tractor because that's the whole the whole idea, right? It's going to make life easier on me. So there's a, there's a fine point what I'm getting at here is people tend to overanalyze and, and it leads to what, Walter, when you overanalyze? Uh, paralysis analysis. analysis. Yes, it mm-hmm. does. You, you never move forward. You're always in the same situation. It doesn't improve your situation. So sometimes, yeah, you, if you don't analyze it, that's probably not a good thing. You can analyze it somewhat, but you're going to have to put one foot in front of the other, and you're going to have to do it sooner or later. And it's going to start with you know education, those types of things. But the big thing here is the plan. If you get a plan, I think what most people are lacking in their financial life to get them to the retirement point where they feel confident is a good solid financial plan, one that's tailored just for them. If you have that plan, you can look at it, you can understand it, you get the education that comes along with it. I think once you get that far, it's going to relieve all that stress that you've been stressing about going into retirement. Can I, can I not? If long-term care comes when I'm 80 years old, can I withstand that? If whatever changes down the road, if my spouse passes away, how's it going to affect my income? All of those things you can pre-plan for and you can show it in your plan. You got to do something and I suggest you put one foot in front of the other and that's starting now. And what I mean by that is start the planning process. It's very simple. It's not hard. When you come into my office, for example, you may be here in the first visit for an hour, hour and a half. And we're going to, within that hour to hour and a half, we're going to tell you whether it's feasible or not. And then we go from there and we'll start trimming down. We'll start narrowing down to what you're trying to do. Analyze it, get educated, move forward. So the big question is, how does it start? How do you begin? Well, often it's just with a simple phone call, and you reach out to Kevin Ray and ask those questions that are on your mind. And that number to call to reach Kevin is 888-885-PLAN. Sometimes it's as simple as just throwing out a quick question, a quick idea that's on your mind, something you need some clarification on. It can often lead to uh, either a quick answer and, and you move on, or it may lead to a larger planning process and involvement. And if that's the case, that's great news too, because you get a lot more clarity around your financial situation and get to dive deeply into retirement conversations. The number to call is 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. You can also go online if you want to do some more research about Kevin at insightfolios.com. Learn a little bit more about the planning process and the team there as well. But easiest way to get in touch and Kevin or the sensational Stacy will follow up with you and set up that time to visit is to call that number 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-PLAN. More to come on today's show. We'll play a little fact or fiction on today's show, answer a few of your questions and more all on the agenda. Stay tuned. This is Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. What's that old naval acronym? Keep it simple, stupid. That's the one. Keep listening to Simply Financial. Discover a simpler approach to investing. Thanks for being with us today on Simply Financial. I'm Walter Storholt alongside Kevin Ray, your financial coach at Inside Folio, serving the Tri-City area 
based right in Pinconning. Check out insightfolios.com and click on the listen button. You can ask questions, listen to past episodes of the show, find out more about the Simplicity Express uh, planning process where you can get kind of a mini financial plan or a starter financial plan right from your computer or smartphone. Again, that's all available to you at insightfolios.com. Or you can call and connect directly with Kevin at 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-PLAN. Kevin, let's play a little fact or fiction on today's show. And uh, it's, well, it's, it's fact or fiction and why. So we're not going to let you off the hook with just a yes or no fact or fiction question here. but You're yeah. not going to, because huh? I had a feeling that some of them are going to be maybe. I'm, I'm like we'll, a teacher. We'll you got to explain okay. your answer, especially okay. if it's a maybe and you're going to take the uh, you know the cop-out way out of okay. these questions. Yeah. All right. So uh, we'll cover a couple of different topics in this segment. So if you are listening to the show today thinking about uh, you're most concerned about Social Security or maybe it's taxes or Medicare, maybe it's stocks and investing, we're going to kind of hit all those different areas over the next couple of minutes so keep listening for the topic that you might be most interested in all right fact or fiction kevin we'll start off with social security and uh the the statement is your social security is taxable is that fact or fiction well that's fact so let's let's look into the taxes so who taxes you walter the government and then who else the state right oh and the state yeah so federal and state yeah so there are 11 states that currently will tax your social security and you know what the first one is walter Colorado. Oh, Colorado. I know. Colorado. Yep. Colorado, Connecticut, Kansas, Minnesota, Missouri, Montana, Nebraska, New Mexico, and Rhode Island, Utah, and Vermont. Did you do those in alphabetical order? I didn't. <laughs> I, 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 it was close, at least. I, I, when you said when you said that, I Googled it really quickly because I couldn't remember them all. So. <laughs> <laughs> well done. Well done. Uh, yep. But those states, if you live in there, you're going to pay state tax. Now, does that mean you get away from federal tax? No, it does not. So the federal government may also tax your Social Security, too. And here's how they do it. If you're a single person, and the calculation goes like this. They're going to take half of your Social Security benefit and all other income, and if it adds up to 25000 to 34000 they're going to tax up to 50% or up to 85% of your Social Security benefit. That's pretty big, isn't it? Yeah, we're going into retirement. Decent portion, yeah. Now, now if you're married, um, they're going to start to tax uh, base at thirty-four and forty-four thousand. So fifty percent up to thirty-four thousand, eighty-five percent over forty-four thousand. So there could be, depending what state you live in, like you're in Colorado, you may be paying state tax on your Social Security, you may be paying federal tax on your Social Security, depending on what your income, you know, comes in at. Now there are some planning techniques that can maybe help trim some of that. But far from the federal standpoint, anyway, because it depends on. So, if you have CD interest, Walter, and you have a hundred grand in there, and you can get five percent nowadays. That's five thousand dollars of interest. That interest goes in that calculation. But on the other hand, if you have an annuity, a deferred annuity, and you don't use that interest, that that interest does not go into that calculation. So there's some ways that you can plan for that. Maybe, maybe possibly trim down some of your. Social Security tax that you're paying. It all depends on your situation, how much income, and those types of things. But your Social Security is going to get taxed in most cases. All right, pretty good breakdown of that one. So that's fact. Uh, Social Security is taxable. What about this next one, fact or fiction? Your taxes, we'll stay on that subject for the moment, will be likely lower in retirement. Now are we talking from this point forward? Yeah, or just I, I, I think uh, more the general rule of thumb, like people automatically think that they'll pay less in taxes in retirement. Is that well, is that true? Is that a fact? That's less. 
more often than not, yes. We'll, okay. We'll, we'll go that way. Okay. Because you don't have, you know, the, the six-figure incomes, but it depends on your income. That's that's what we're getting at. So right now we're relatively low tax environment. So Walter, Google, do me a favor. Google what, what your highest tax uh, bracket was when you retired. When I retire? Or when you when you graduated high school, I'm sorry. Oh, when I graduated high school. Okay, yeah. let's see. 2005, we were looking at... Well, while you're looking up, when I graduated in 1979, okay. the highest tax bracket was 70%. Ooh, wow. So okay. What was yours? What was yours? I found the yours tax is- bracket. Uh, we talking single? No, married. Uh, okay, married filing jointly. Uh, we're looking at thirty-five percent. So half of what it was when I reached, when I graduated, right? Yep. So do we think now? If you're asking me from this point forward, are your taxes going to be lower in retirement? I think that's going to be fiction because I think they're going to have to raise income tax rates because of all the crazy spending that's going mm. on out there. So this is kind of a maybe. I know you didn't want me to go down that, but it, but in general, yes, you're going to have less income in retirement and you're going to pay less taxes. So it's kind of, you got like two differing forces. Yes, right. you're going to have less total dollars to pay the taxes on, but rates will probably go up. Go, go up. So it yes. may end up being a wash. It may not be as big of a decrease as you might think. Yes. Or at least to- total impact on your financial situation yeah. may not be as ad- advantageous as you would assume. Yes. So give an example. Okay. It wasn't until the 1980s that they started taxing Social Security at the federal level. And then in the 90s, they increased it. So they started at 50% in the 80s. They increased it to 90% or 85% in the 90s. So it depends on what the government does. And, you know, as far as raising taxes, loan taxes, those types of things. So that's the unknown unforeseeable event right that we're that we always talk about but i think they're going up most most of people that i talk to think the same thing okay very good so we've covered social security and uh, bridged the gap to then the tax conversation let's shift gears a little bit to the insurance side as we play a little factor fiction here if you've got questions by the way about taxes or what we're going to cover here in a few moments about insurance or perhaps stocks and bonds we've got one coming up on that topic as well call kevin with your questions at 888-885-PLAN and you can talk one-on-one about your situation and uh, better planning uh, that might be out there for you 888-885-PLAN is that number all right fact or fiction kevin term life insurance is better than whole life insurance i would say most of the time that's fact okay so let me give you an example. What type of insurance do you think I have? I'm going to guess term. Term. I do. Yeah. I have term insurance. Why? Why do I have term insurance? Because it's cheap. I can buy a whole lot more. Mm-hmm. I don't care about it. I got my investments to do that. Those types of things. So the term makes sense, especially if you're younger. So if you're 20, 30, 40, even 50 years old, you can buy a whole lot more insurance uh, than you can, say, whole life. Now, whole life it has, you know, they, some of them pay dividends. They have cash values. But it's good. the premiums are going to be a whole lot more. But let's look at it from a different perspective. I'll tell you the example I'm working on now. I have a client who's in their 70s. They want to leave a legacy to their, their grandkids. And they have X amount of dollars set aside. They don't need it. They don't want it. But they want to give that and, you know, into life insurance. Or I mean into a legacy for their kids. So we're using life insurance, whole life plan at this time we're looking at now 
Why? Because she's 70 some years old. Term doesn't necessarily make sense at that age because the older you get, the, the cost goes up every year. So the whole life you can lock it in. So there's some back and forth here too. So, But most of the time, I would say term is fact. It's just cheaper. I have it. I've always had it. I've never had whole life, those types of things. So, But it depends on the situation. But I would say for 90% of the people, maybe 80% of the people, term is term fits a lot better in most cases. Yeah, hardly anything's ever 100% or true fact fiction in the financial world, but I like that you are helping us, at least not with just splitting all of these down the middle and saying maybe, 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 maybe. You're at least saying, all right, in, in most cases, we'll consider this fact. Yeah, yep. and I think that's that's helpful. Always nuances and exceptions to the rules, but uh, in, in most cases, that's a good one. All right, fact or fiction on this next one. Let's talk Medicare. Medicare will cover most of your medical needs in retirement. Is that fact or fiction? So they're going to cover a portion of it, and then that's why people have Medicare supplements. For the majority of it, they'll probably that's probably fact also. But then there's you know that's why they have Medicare supplements because there's things that Medicare is not going to pay: doctor visits, medications, whatever whatever it is out there. Now I'm not an expert on Medicare by any means. I always refer you to somebody uh, that I know that knows a whole lot more out of it, and he sells Medicare supplements, and that's to cover what Medicare doesn't cover. So you can easily you know if you have a, a illness. And you need, you know, I'll give an example. My uncle needed one shot, and I forget what it was for. It's something to do with his kidneys. And it was $2,500 every single time he had that shot. And Medicare didn't cover the whole cost. So we had the supplements and those types of things. And then he worked that down, and they picked up some of it too. Probably fact, they're going to pick up the big majority of it. Once you, you, know, once you get Medicare age, yes. Uh, I, yeah, fact with the supplement disclosure. Like, don't assume the basic Medicare is going to cover everything. Right, because it doesn't. So look a little deeper into that for your yeah. situation. Okay, very good. And we're also not including long-term care in that conversation oh, either. That's, that's a really good point. So, Because a lot of people have the assumption, Walter, that if you go to a nursing home, Medicare is going to pick it up. They are not. They're going to pick up maybe 100 days at the most. So if you go, you know, if you have a stroke, God forbid, and you're in the hospital and you go to a rehab center, and as long as, as you are improving, Medicare is going to pay that bill up to 100 days. But the minute you flatten out and you're not improving, then you're on your own. You have to pay. So those medical expenses are going to be big. And Medicare is not going to cover that whatsoever. Who's going to cover it? You're going to spend your assets down until you get to a certain point. And then you're going to qualify for Medicaid. Nobody wants to go down that road because once you're on Medicaid, then, you know, your choices are limited where you can go, the treatments, those types of things. So I'm glad you mentioned that because that's a big thing that people think is Medicare is going to cover my long-term care and they are not. Yeah, it's a really good point on that front. So lots to, a lot of caveats to that one about Medicare. Um, yeah, it's going to cover some needs in retirement, but just remember all the other moving parts you need to plan for. All right, last but not least, Kevin, one more fact or fiction question. Uh, this is an old standby that people still, I think, to this day uh, sort of believe in if they aren't fully in tune to the financial world. As you get older, you should gradually shift from stocks to bonds. Is that still kind of the, the, the fact of the financial world? That's pretty much. That's why these target funds are also, okay. you know, you get a 2050, you're going to retire in 2050, 2030. So what it's saying is that you're pulling back on risk, but it doesn't work 100% of the time. No. Um, last year it didn't work because rates went up, bonds went down. So kind of there's a double whammy there. But for most of the time, you hear, you're hearing the same thing from me, Walter. Most of the time, 
you know, yes, it's going to be fact. Maybe it's not going to be bonds. Maybe it's going to be cash because you can get four or five percent cash today. But you are going to pull back uh, fact from risk as you older you get because you can't afford to take a big dip in say you're 70 years old and you lose 30 percent of your 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 dollars most people can't ride that out at the older you get so fact is yeah i would say that's more fact than than not because you got to gradually not necessarily go from stocks to bonds but from go from stocks to bonds maybe cash something of that caveat that brings back more diversification less risk those types of things but it depends on everybody's situation but i would say in general yes that's probably fact Okay, very good. Thanks for breaking all those down for us, Kevin. If anything that we've talked about inspires some questions in your mind, don't hesitate to reach out. You can talk to Kevin about what it's like to put together an entire financial plan and plan for retirement. The number to call is 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. You can see where you are right now by getting a review of your current financial situation. And then Kevin will help draw up the plan and show you how to get to where you can achieve the goals that you have in retirement, how you can set that retirement date if you haven't gotten to that point yet, and how your money is going to last for as long as you do. Plus all of the auxiliary questions that come along with financial planning, Kevin's going to make sure those are covered as well. So if you want to talk a little bit about going through that planning process or just start with a simple question that's on your mind about perhaps your your income, your paycheck, uh, the risk that you're taking, maybe a question about Medicare or Social Security, taxes, whatever it is that's motivating you at this point, don't hesitate to reach out and get some clarity around those question marks in your financial life. Uh, Kevin's based in Pinconning, so he's local and you can talk to him very simply and easily by picking up the phone and giving him a call at 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-7526. Or you can go online to the website insightfolios.com. Click on the listen button to ask questions and get in touch as well. But the most direct way is to pick up the phone, give Kevin that call, 888-885-PLAN. Hey, more to come on today's show. Stick with us. You're listening to Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. It's getting to know you time. Time to get to know Kevin Ray a little bit better on the show today. So, Kevin, my question for you this week, do you make plans ahead of time most often? Are you a big planner or do you tend to do things spontaneously? I'm more of a planner, Walter. Mm, I see that. Yeah, I, I can give you an example. I wanted to go to Montana, Idaho, Washington, um, Utah, and what am I missing? Wyoming. I knew that was the, that was the plan, right? So I started looking at where do you fly into, where do you rent cars, and I ultimately decided to fly into Utah. And the reason was this because they didn't have a mileage limitation on your rental car. Every other state did. Oh, really? Interesting. Yeah. Yep. So every other state hmm. you could put six hundred miles on. Now we took a two week vacation. I knew I was going to put more than six hundred miles. Because I was going to make the big loop, right. and I wanted to see all the stuff. I planned to that extent. When we picked up the car, I said, we're going to go to Oregon. And that morning, I said, where do you want to go see? I said, let's go see the coast. We went over to the coast. It was totally fogged, and you couldn't see the water. So I looked on the map. What are we going to do? Uh, well, there's Mount St. Helens. So we ended up going to Mount St. Helens to give you an example. So I planned to go to those states, but I had no plans once I got to those states. We are just going to make it up in the morning and do it. Nice. And, and that was the... Most fun trip, I think, that we had because you weren't stressed to do anything. You're just going, you're going here, and and you knew that, and that's more of me than you think. Now, when I pulled back into the car rental spot, the guy looked at the odometer, and he said, where in the world have you been? 
<laughs> and I told him that story I just told you. That's the reason I came here because you didn't have this mileage limit. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it was it was a, it was a great trip. But that's how much I plan. I'll plan to a certain extent, and then I'll let whatever you know comes up comes yeah. up and, and drive me that way. I'm I'm very similar. Uh, plan for the bigger picture and give the trip some structure, as an example. Yeah. But yeah. then lots of spontaneity within the structure of the trip. So I guess planning for spontaneity does that undo the spontaneity of it? If you're planning for the spontaneity, though, you know, I don't, I don't know. But that's exactly how we did our Pacific Northwest trips. Uh, we've done we did two of them in back to back years because we loved it so much out there. We had to go back again, and we did kind of the same loop, just in the opposite direction. The year we the the second year that we went back. But same thing. I think we put two thousand miles on the on the rental car that trip, and it just was. We never knew where we were staying that night, so we wanted to have the flexibility. If we found a spot that we could just stay there and say, "No, I don't want to keep driving. Like we want to hang out here and spend the night, or get dinner here and have a relaxing evening." And then there'd be other days where we'd be like, no, let's hammer down and cover a lot of ground. And we'd see a lot of sites along the way, but we'd keep it moving. But then we would just end up booking the hotel about 10 minutes before we arrived. We'd say, all right, you ready to stop? Yep, let's stop. Let's look for a place. Okay, boom, we found one. And uh, that worked out really well, except for one hotel was a little sketchy. <laughs> so <laughs> that was the one time where I was like, hmm, yeah, I would have liked to plan that one a little better. But uh, but that's part of the spontaneity trip, right? That's exactly what we did. I found a hotel the, literally half hour before we decided to stop. Right? Yep. Pull off side road, pull your phone up, pull your computer out, whatever. But And then we did the exact same thing. We stopped in Montana. I forget the name of the town, but they had hot springs there and they had all these pools. Oh, cool. I was like those Japanese monkeys you see up there in the mountains that sit in this hot springs and you can turn your head almost all the way around. I just sat in that thing for three days. We stayed there. I loved that place. That's cool. And uh, yeah, so the spontaneity was there. Yeah, we're just going to stick here for three days. And we went up to Glacier National Park and had a ball mm-hmm. one day and other things. Yeah, same way. That's what we ended up doing. Uh, Cannon Beach in Oregon. We uh, we had passed through, really liked it. And so when we, we actually ended up with a little extra time on our hands at the end of the trip. And, I, and we said, what do you want to do? We got, you know, three more days a vacation what do you like we, we did the loop faster than we thought we would and we said all right cool let's uh what was your favorite part of the trip let's go back and do it again and so we said well i would have loved to have spend more time there so we went back and then just had a nice relaxing two or three days in uh, in the cannon beach area and found a cool little rental place there right on the ocean and got to walk around and explore and yeah it was great so yeah it th- sounds like we're a little bit of both good planners and then the good planning sets you up for successful spon- spontaneity Yes, there we go. sort of like retirement, right? I think that's a great, great connection. Because you're exactly once you right. get in retirement, if you want, if you get the the notion to go do this, well, then you can. But you know, you great have to parallel. Have plans yeah, yeah. Because you can't really plan out all thirty years to go according to plan, but you can create a plan that's solid that gives you the spontaneity to to create and exactly. move around yeah. and be flexible in your retirement years. Exactly. That's what it's all about: having fun, having a ball, like we talked. Good Being connection. Yep. I love it. Well, very cool. Uh, coming up on the show, we're going to get to know you a little bit better. We'll open up the mailbag and get a listener question or two before we wrap up the week. So stay tuned. This is Simply Financial with Kevin Ray. Let's see what people are saying about those other financial guys out there. I wish you could just shut your big yapper. Ooh, looks like you'd better stick with us. 
Thanks for joining us today on Simply Financial. We're almost done for the week, but before we go, it's tradition here on the show to end each program with a listener question or two. I think we've got time to squeeze two in today, Kevin. Let's see how we do here. If you want to submit a question to be featured on a future show, you can email Kevin. It's kevin at insightfolios.com. Just put mailbag in the subject line, and uh, we'll feature that question on a future episode. Kevin at insightfolios.com, again, is the address. Kathy's up first today. Kathy says, my financial advisor doesn't seem to be interested in answering any questions questions about anything that isn't directly related to the investments that he's managing for me. I've asked him about when I should start my Social Security, and he said that he's not an expert on that. I also asked for advice on my household budget, and he didn't want to weigh in. Is this common? I don't think it's common at all, Kathy. I mean, when you come into my office, we're I'm asking you to bring your Social Security statement, for example, because we need to see what's the best opportune time to take that, depending on your shortfalls and all those things we talk about in the simplicity plan. I also, when you walk out of my office, you you think that you know how much you need to live on. I'm going to give you a budget sheet, and I'm going to ask you to track everything for a month so we have a, a much better idea on what actually the budget is because the last thing we need to do is you say you need fifty thousand dollars a year of income in retirement when in actuality you need eighty thousand dollars a year and now all of a sudden you go into retirement and you're in big trouble because your investments aren't going to last that long so if you're getting that response from your advisor i encourage you to look around and get somebody that's more holistic that's going to take all of these things into consideration that's going to move you down the road and it's going to be more flexible on your end versus you know not so much flexible on his end because that's what it sounds like it's it's, it's happening there but social security is a good solid portion of your planning process it has to be taken into consideration do not go into retirement without factoring that in there and your budget it has to be factored in into your consideration too into that retirement plan because just like i said we need to have a good idea how much your budget needs to be and do some spontaneous things that like we've been talking about and then we need to add inflation in there because 10 years from now 50,000 isn't going to be 50,000 you're going to need 60 or 70,000 whatever that dollar amount is and how do you take care of that Kathy you sit down and with me if you come into my office we do that simplicity plan and we're going to put everything in there we're going to encompass all of that stuff and I'm going to ask you more questions based on what the direction that you're going into retirement do we need life events too do you do you plan on going on a, a trip to Italy do you plan on buying a motorhome or whatever those life events are that you're going to do we're going to build it into that plan and make sure that you can do those life events if not maybe we need to tweak something here and there to get you pointed in the right direction so you can do those but it's all-encompassing it's tailored just for you and because everybody's different so Kathy, pick up the phone if you don't have anybody you're not getting the answer give me a call i'd love to go down that path with you because that's what i do here each and every day we do this income planning we get you to and through retirement and that's the fun part about what i do Great question, Kathy. Thanks for sending that one in. I think this just highlights that big, uh, vast sea of what is the definition of a financial advisor, too. And, you know, people can have very simple approaches to the way that they manage someone's money, call themselves a financial advisor, even though they don't do anything that's comprehensive. And then you can have another person that's also called a financial advisor. And I'll, I'll throw you into that mix, Kevin, where you're overturning every rock and building customized plans and looking into all those details and helping with all the auxiliary parts 
benefits of financial and retirement planning. So just be aware when you're looking to work with an advisor, uh, you know, what kind of financial advisor are you? What's that level of involvement going to be? Because it's a wide definition of what it means to be a financial advisor. So make sure that it's aligning with what you truly need there. Good question. Thanks for sending that one in. Uh, number to call if you've got questions for Kevin and want to talk one-on-one, 888-885-PLAN, 888-885-PLAN. All right, we're almost out of time, Kevin. Let's see if we can squeeze in a, uh, maybe a quick answer for Elizabeth here. Elizabeth says, how do I know if I need a trust or not? It seems like recently I've heard about a lot of people I know who have one set up. Uh, Elizabeth, quick answer to that is maybe. If you have a lot of property, you have a lot of stock that you're going to pass on down to your children that's out of your 401ks if you have you know this is your second marriage third marriage you have you know stepchildren and children and all those types of things if you want a medicare you want to plan for medicaid planning yes you probably need a trust now a trust will do this for you over a will walter let me give you an example real quick when elvis presley died do you know how much he is worth oh probably millions right 10 million when frank sinatra died do you know how much he had uh, I'm going to say, I don't know, millions again. We don't know. We don't know. He, he had okay. a trust. See, it's all private. That's the difference. It avoids the probate process. So it depends on your situation, whether you need one or not. I'm not an attorney. That, um, But if you come in here, you know, we have an attorney in our office, and we can refer those questions to her if you like. But that's that's the good thing about the trust planning, maybe or maybe not. But in most cases, there's an advantage to doing that, and then you have to figure out what those advantages are. Very good. Great question, Elizabeth. Thanks. I know that's a quick one, but uh, hopefully it gives you a little bit more direction there. And if you'd like to talk in more specifics with Kevin about your situation, always invite people to do that, of course. We can only go into so much detail here on the show. For full guidance and advice, don't hesitate to reach out. Go to insightfolios.com or call 888-885-PLAN. That's 888-885-PLAN, and you can talk one-on-one with Kevin. If you get the voicemail, just leave a quick message. Kevin or the Sensational Stacy will return that call and set you up for a conversation. 888-885-PLAN. Call with your questions uh, before the show, after the show, uh, during the show, whenever you want, and uh, we'll be sure to follow up with you. Kevin, thanks for all your help on the show today. Enjoyed it, my friend, and hope you have a great rest of your weekend. You too, Walter. Talk to you next week. Sounds good. Thanks for joining us, folks. We'll see you next time right back here on Simply Financial. Fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered through Insight Folios, Inc., a registered investment advisor. The firm only transacts business in states where it is properly registered or is excluded or exempted from registration requirements. Insurance products and services are offered through individually licensed and appointed agents in various jurisdictions. Insight Folios, Inc. does not offer legal or tax advice. Kevin Ray is an investment advisor representative of Insight Folios, Inc.